It's hard to see the leader God sees you as if you haven't seen it in yourself. LTT fam, we're so glad to have you back. If you could pause for a second and hit the like button, subscribe to our YouTube channel. For all our podcast listeners, you can tune in at Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Please follow our website at www.lovethetruth.info. I've been noticing you've been doing a lot of work pertaining to, um, you know, your writing, mm-hmm. and you've been spending time with God and just writing about. Um, you know your books that you're trying to produce and so along that lines for the past five years I know we you know we've been trying to figure out okay what are we, what are we doing with our lives what are we doing um, when it comes to endeavors and whatnot so we've been together for like six years now I just have a question between now and almost six years ago, have you found satisfaction in your goals? Mm, that's a really good question. Um, I'll say yes and no. Okay. Um, and here's why. Okay, so I had goals for myself, you know, prior to us being married and you know, like our, the Bible says that um, we make our plans, but God orders our steps. And right, so right. there's things that I feel like that has came in that I thought my life was going to go a specific way. And then God was like, no, it's not going to go that way. And one of those things was like specifically like, you know, my degree. Yeah, the social work. Yeah, I went, yeah. To, I went to school to become a social worker. And honestly, I knew it wasn't my passion. But when I went, I just, you know, I was picking something, needed to, was like, I want to make some money, da 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 But I do love, I do care about people, so that's why I ultimately chose that. Um, but when I went into it, I realized there was just a lot of things that I didn't understand. I didn't know when I was going into it, and um, especially the trajectory of the, the world that we live in right now mm-hmm. in terms of policies and all those things it just didn't align with my beliefs and my faith and it was a lot and i know there's fields in social work that you can do but it was just not the things that i were was passionate about so it was it was it was an endeavor but it just wasn't the way that you thought that it was gonna be would you say that or yeah and it wasn't it wasn't the way that i thought it was gonna go because ultimately i thought when i was gonna get into it um I was going to actually have, I was going to be able to work in the field and I was going to see results with it. And I didn't have that. Like I had experiences where, like I was saying, I was being, my faith was being put on trial in a sense. And I do know there are, that's not every situation in social work. But like I said, for this particular fields that I wanted to go into in social, within social work, I wanted, um, I just had a, I didn't have a pat enough passion to continue to pursue it because ultimately you have to have your master's degree and I completed my bachelor's degree and I had to make that decision for myself. Like, okay, do I want to continue on and get, you know, take more debt yeah. out or not? 
so that was just like that whole thing and then so fast forwarding until now getting married i discovered myself there's things that god showed me about myself and in terms of gifting i had prophetic words spoken over myself that i did people spoke over me that i just kind of didn't really pay attention to because i was like i don't know i'm gonna make a career out of this and so i remember you were saying it mostly was pertaining to your writing yeah and so i was just like well what am i gonna really do with that so it was just things like that where i finally had to just really submit submit that to god and I realized that God really did call me to be an entrepreneurship. And so part of that was, like you said, my gifting of writing um, and being and really using that as a stream of income. So I just feel like between now and in the past, like, you know, six years as a whole, um, I had satisfaction in my goals, but I didn't at the same time because I didn't feel important. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like what I had to to offer was important because I had that season where I just didn't know what I wanted to do anymore because yeah. I thought I knew what I wanted to do. And then God was like, huh, that's not what you're going to do. And so it was just like, I have battled even up until now. I have those days where I'm just like, like when I don't see the progress that I want to see, or I don't like feel like I'm getting to where I'm trying to get in terms of like goal wise. I have I struggle with importance and that goes back to identity like I know yeah. I know people talk about identity a lot like I know my identity is in Christ yeah but the reality is sometimes you just don't feel important you don't feel like what you have to give what you have to say what you have to do is important and especially in a world where everything is being compared all the time mm -hmm. it's really hard to zone in on that yeah you know yeah like the world states that a following is important because most platforms is a follower following based platform mm -hmm. <laughs> so in a nutshell yeah it points to this in the world's standpoint this is what makes you important that's basically what these platforms are set up to and how it's Absolutely. subconsciously putting that in people's minds without like you have to be a certain way you have to do a certain thing and if you don't if you don't live up to a certain standard it's like you're not important and we constantly battle, battle with that and so it's it's a constant battle and i think you know for me what i've turned i've learned within the 6 years like you were saying is that i can be satisfied in knowing that when it when i'm really doing my gifting that's really when i feel happy yeah and i know that god has gifted me to do this and even though i don't see the result or see the see it the way that I want to all the time and the enemy tries to come in and make me feel like I'm not important in that I, I remember that no this is my gifting I'm made I'm created to do this and that's where the encouragement comes in but I want to shift gears a little bit Ryan and I want to talk to you about you know I feel like God has called you into leadership and we've had conversations about this before and you know we we've even had we fasted we prayed over this and god has kind of been shifting you into that space of you know maybe opening a, co a community group in our home and things like that and so i want to ask you to you what do you feel like makes a great leader yeah you know it's something that i've been struggling with mm -hmm. as far as accepting the fact that i know god is wanting me to lead and of course you know leading in our family is one thing and um soon to have you know baby which you know we eventually want to have mm -hmm. you know soon but 
when I think of like a hub and opening our home, you know, it's a living space and you know, I'm so used to, you know, when I was growing up, I'm so used to being, I was so used to being, I guess, poured into whether that's just me researching things mm. and just, you know, coming up with goals for myself. Okay, how am I going to do this? How am I going to get that? And, you know, some of them are carnal, and, you know, just, you know, career wise and, and also just spiritual mm-hmm. time with the Lord, trying to find the balance in that. And, you know, between career and and just things of the spirit. But back to your question, um, what makes a leader important? Or great. Like, or, what makes a great leader? Yeah, what makes a great leader to me is really just sacrifice. Mm. <laughs> That's, That's the tough, word man. in a nutshell. Sacrifice because it's no longer about you. Mm. And that's the thing where it's like, okay, I've been pouring into myself, whether career-wise, since I was 12 years old, I was lucky Mm. enough to have a father to pour into me Mm. and to guide me on what I wanted to do. I look around and most people, like, you know, most people, you know, they may not have a father, they they may not have a mother or whatever, have that person to pour into them and take notice of their gifts. And so I realized I was just like a a blessed case scenario where it's like I always knew what I wanted to do and I finally achieved that. And now it's my time to pour into other people. Hmm. And it's just that. And sacrificing is hard. Yeah, it is. It's hard to, um, I I don't think people really talk about it enough. Like it's because you think about it like Jesus gave the ultimate sacrifice, but we ourselves in our own flesh we don't want to give up right, right. what we want. Like, we want to do what we want. And it, it's difficult at times when God's like, no, this is what I want you to do. Yeah. And you need to give this up because I am because I have something better for you. And when you can't see that in the moment, right, right. it's like you do feel like you're sac- you feel like you're sacrificing something. But the beauty in it all is that God's like, you're giving up something to get something. Yeah. But in our minds, we don't see it yeah, we don't that see way. It. I, I do believe there is definitely you know, a green pasture on the other side mm-hmm. of, of it. Because opening your, up your home, like we're, we're in Texas, we're in the middle of nowhere, no family. Mm-hmm. But I know that's going to bring a lot of joy into our lives, just mm-hmm. being surrounded by the body of Christ. And, you know, when we step out in that leadership position, it's mostly connecting with other people mm-hmm. and not just yourself and not just your thoughts and not just and, what and ltt love the truth right. we're all about connections <laughs> over here yeah so it's it's <laughs> it's not just about me and it's finally getting to the point where you're stepping out and you're doing things it could be right on the spot mm-hmm. like hey there i thought of visions i had visions of situations where it's like someone calls me calls you up and they could be going through a hard time and bawling mm-hmm. and it's like okay i know as a leader what lord would do he would get out he would get up and he would go find that one out of 99 to attend to that sheep that's mm-hmm. you know going through something and mm-hmm. so it's like okay it could be nine o'clock 9 p.m. my time mm. and I could be sleepy got off work ready to go to bed and mm. what that's what I would want to do <laughs> but when you're a leader yeah. 
how I see Jesus doing it, he would actually go out of his way and drive that 30 minutes or 40 minutes mm -hmm. to wherever that person may be and actually attend to their need. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of what I see when I open up my home, not being so attached to things that you probably purchase. Because, you know, your home is a sacred place. And, you know, when, you, when people come, that things that can get so messed true. up. We and, you know, it's, it's a real thing where it's like, man, you know. But no, just, just sacrifice in general is probably like the one word I would describe what makes a good leader. That's awesome. My next question for you, True, is over the next year or two, how do you plan on balancing your goals between your endeavors and a baby? <laughs> <laughs> That's a big one. Um, yeah. And I actually thought about this a lot because we're we wanting to have a baby soon. And this goes back to that whole sacrifice yeah, of what you were talking about yep. because I'm like, I have these visions and these goals for myself. And mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I wanna do this and I gotta and I, I know if I do this and I pursue this, then I might I gotta have to put it the baby off for a year. It was no, it's so funny. Now. Even when I came up with this question, I was like, when I was writing it, I was like, took me a while just to type baby because I'm like I'm thinking to myself, it's like I some I was even hesitant of yeah, trying for a baby. It's like I got just a little more time, a little more yeah. time. <laughs> but I was like, no, no, this is so. And it's crazy because I feel like I know it's time. Yeah. Like, you know, like we've had that conversation too, like, oh God, I just, there's just little things that have happened that just have just, I feel like it's just time. Yeah. Um, but I was just really debating, deciding, trying to debate between, do I want to have a baby this year or next year? Yeah. And it's like, God's like, girl, like, you yeah. know, it's like, we have free will and free choice is what I'm saying. But I've been like on the fence about that and making that decision because I really have a dream and have want to pursue it but at the same time i'm like well i also don't want to be that person that keeps putting it off and then i have challenges with having a baby because i continue to put it off just because i'm trying to make a career for myself or whatever you have right, it right and so i have just finally decided that i really just have to trust god in it and just like give it to the lord and ultimately in terms of balancing balancing it all i you know, I have looked into that. I think for me, what I have, I honestly won't fully understand until the baby actually comes, but I have wanted, I have been trying to take, um, step necessary steps to be intentional about my thought. <laughs> intentional about my thought in terms of the direction that I want to go in terms of like how I'm going to balance it all. And God has really been, first of all, let me just say this, like, because I'm going into entrepreneur, just this, I'm going somewhere with this, follow me on this, because God has called me into entrepreneurship. God has already kind of been dealing with me in terms of balancing life in general, because when you're an entrepreneur, you have to be very, you have to be very disciplined in how you distribute your time. Yeah. And God has been really showing me how to do that. And he's been giving me wisdom to do that in terms of like being a homemaker and making time for, sliding out times for, for different things. 
And so I know when babies come, they come and disrupt all of that. But I do think that God has, I, I believe that I will snap back into it when I need to. And I believe that, um, God has given me wisdom in terms of like thinking about that and being aware of managing time. And one of the biggest things is like, we've talked about childcare, like going back and forth about childcare. Like I want to be a stay at home mom, but I don't want to be the stay at home mom. That's like, I'm against childcare. Another thing, like we don't have any family around us. So when they say it takes a village to raise a family, like you need help. And that's one of those things where like, um, I don't want to spend, I want to be a stay at home mom. Cause I don't want to put the amount of money into childcare. Like that, that that's crazy. We don't want to put that much money into childcare, yeah. but I do want to have a budget towards childcare. If I need it, if I need that time to just really pour into me or you or just anyone else for that matter that God is calling me to do or just my relationship with God ultimately. So to answer that question, um, the balance, I, I think the balance in it all is just allowing the Holy Spirit to give you wisdom on how to balance it. Honestly, just see yeah. God like Lord, because honestly there's days where you're like i don't know how to balance this this is a lot like yeah. having a newborn i've you know from ex i'm not from experience but from just being around people that have newborns and hearing their stories it sounds like it's it's a lot you yeah. know and so the bible says we'll walk and not grow weary we'll walk and not grow faint and mm -hmm. i think about that all the time it's just relying on god's strength mm -hmm. on both cases when it mm -hmm. comes to balancing with a baby and even for me, like, I want to help with that, too, along with, you know, my job and stuff. And mm. when you also add the third thing of the leadership and opening up your home, possibly, you know, the hub, etc. I don't I just know our home is going to be a beacon of light. Mm -hmm. And you don't you never know how many people is going to hit you up. And, you know, we don't know God what God's going to do. to connect us yeah, with people where it's is. like, dang, Lord, it's just happening so fast. Yeah. But yeah, so to, to, to answer that question, um, how do I plan to find the balance in it all? It's just simply um, I'm open to help. Like, I'm not going to yeah, be prideful. True. I'm not going to be humble. I'm going to be humble. And if I need help, I'm going to ask for help and I'm going to get help. You know, and so that is that's the thing that I've been really trying to put in my mind because I'm like, okay, I know moms can be protective, but I'm trying to keep that in my mind. Like, no, if you need help, get help because we need it. Yeah, so that's yeah. real. All right. So directing the conversation back to you. Mm -hmm. What is your biggest fear when it comes to leadership? I would say my biggest fear is being honestly probably being too hard on myself mm. and not being disciplined mm. and like feeling like you're not good yeah, enough. Well, that it, it can be that, but I think it's also just relying on my own yoke instead of perfect yeah, yeah relying on my own yoke and strength without relying on god's yoke mm. um so like what is your fear in that like is your my fear in that is my flesh getting in the way mm. and wanting to throw in the towel mm. and i guess 
you know, God doesn't give us a spirit of fear, but, mm-hmm. you know, there's some, there's just some challenges. It's just natural. Like, yeah, it's a natural, natural thing. Yeah. And so he says, pick up my cross and follow me. You know, mm-hmm. once I, I know once you start and go down that path of wanting to be a leader, I don't want to be the guy that just backs out, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, I will definitely say, hey, I need to take time to attend to my kid because, you know, just start a family. So I'll, I'll create boundaries. You know, yeah, I don't have a problem God with that. God says to yeah, be tending your, to your, your family home first, first. Yeah, so exactly. yeah but but yeah it's basically just you know relying on my own strength and mm-hmm. i know i'm gonna need the holy spirit strength so mm-hmm. which goes back to discipline spending that time with the lord each day and being filled with god's word so i can speak that over me so mm-hmm. we're i mean honestly we both are going through this phase of being consistent mm-hmm. and trying to make God our first priority in the morning instead of, you know, the phone. Yeah. Because a lot of times I'll be sleepy, wake up at four, reach my phone, look what time it is, check emails, just whatever. Yeah. And it's like the very first thing I, you know, mm-hmm. we've been doing. So it's like, okay, I have to train myself like an Discipline. athlete to Discipline. go before the Lord's throne mm-hmm. and sit and wait on him wait on the lord and that's just really what i believe that's going to solve that issue but yeah it's mostly just discipline and staying in god's presence and make sure you're putting god first and a lot is a lot harder fear has caused you to do you think that fear has caused you to be more slowful and wanting to yeah yeah i mean maybe now, I guess you could say slowful, but I'm also, slowful, I guess right. it's like I have a, a righteous fear mm. over when it comes to leadership. Yeah, I was never quick to jump. Yeah, up I know like, a lot oh. of people try to create a platform and, you know, mm-hmm. you know, rise and want, you know, to sow into people and mm-hmm. quickly lay hands on people. I was never, I'm never, I was never that type of person. Um, mm-hmm. I was always like, had a righteous fear. It's like, okay, this is a soul this is it's not even something you yeah. wanted to do and it can <laughs> just... be things where the blood can be on your hands mm. as a leader because people are opening up to you and you could know the truth but you don't want to offend them you don't want to run them off and mm. that's having a fear of man and you don't want to have fear of man you want to rely on the holy spirit and let's talk about that too <laughs> for a minute because i think there's people too yeah. that like we're ch- specifically talking about just a community group we're not talking about leaving a church or anything about that like that right but we believe that that is still leadership. It's still and we leadership. take it that serious yeah. because I think there's people that don't really see it that way. And they're kind of just like, oh, it's not really a leadership. It's just community. Oh, it's like, it's no, leadership. it's still a form of leadership because you're you're now you're taking you're discipling people. Yeah. You're taking people and, on. And the difference, well, them. we see it a lot different <laughs> than a lot of churches move yeah. today because most community groups, they call it. And, you know, yeah though it's mostly just a food program yeah. <laughs> basically yeah and, and it's so, nothing wrong with fellowshipping and having those times but but we won't we want to be the type of community grow. group that's going to open the word it's going to pray together it's going to be together vulnerable together there could be situations where um, people could have spirits or strongholds and we want Any to break those things and we want to mm-hmm. fill them up and the god you know showed us that you know we want to be the the gap filler mm-hmm. there's things that people may take notice or we've taken notice in the church was like why is it this way and how do they do they can't see this mm-hmm. they can't but god is like shut up mm-hmm. we want 
I want you. It's not a matter of don't worry about them. Yeah. You see it, you be the gap filler. You do it. You know. That's powerful. And so that's where mm-hmm. basically we're at when it comes to um, I guess the whole leadership thing. So ultimately, you know? the fear has turned into a good fear, not a bad fear. It's yeah. a righteous yeah, it's fear a righteous of like fear. I just need to slow down and allow Wait God. Yeah. Okay, so I have one more question for you for leadership. Um, So for leadership in the home, how does that differ between leadership career-wise and ministry-wise, like in the church or the body, I should say? Yeah, so, you know, we've been doing a study on this for a while Mm -hmm. as far as the order of things. We know that it's um, God first, Mm -hmm. wife, family, then you know job and so on and so forth and then ministry Mm -hmm. so we know i need the job to take care of the family Mm -hmm. but you know but there's a we want to make sure that there's a balance in all of it but first thing first is the family and the difference is i think of it like david attending the sheep Mm -hmm. and the flock and when um think was it Samuel that anointed David mm-hmm. yeah so it's funny he went through all the brothers mm-hmm. who were you know strong tough mm-hmm. I think of that in a sense of it's so funny because I think of that in a sense of a person's humility mm-hmm. and David was found attending the flock mm-hmm. attending the sheep and people think that's something that's so you know it's so like, ground floor so yeah so ground floor i guess apprentice yeah. beginning stages and but it's a crucial part of leadership is having the uh, humility to start at a place where you're a servant because mm-hmm. jesus was a servant he mm-hmm. came to serve you know and i think um serving your family especially a baby a newborn i think is a perfect place to Mm. start Mm -hmm. to be a leader and to have discipline and gain Mm. discipline i believe dads have more discipline than single men out there obviously Mm. because they are attending a soul and they're taking care of you know Mm -hmm. a soul and um yeah i think that's very important because that soul needs to see dad and they need to see mom praying together they need mm. to see us reading the word you know we, so we've had visions of just coddling a kid while we're just reading the word mm-hmm. we want it to be in this next generation we know that god shows things to each generation mm-hmm. and there's this progression of boldness we even see with generation uh, gen z and we're, we're millennials, millennials. so yeah. i know that how much more should we instill in our children based mm-hmm. off of what we know for yeah. example when we you know see deliverance and i believe there may be situations where deliverance may break you up i want our kid to just sit there and just see it happen and just not be phased like mm-hmm. oh that's just deliverance. it's a like, normal thing it's a normal because thing. we didn't yep. grow up with that exactly. normality yep uh-huh. and so yeah that's what i see as far as when it comes to family but yeah leadership when it comes to like ministry and sewing into people outside of your family well really they are your family because we're Mm -hmm. all children of god you know um it's really just 
having a open heart and an open ear and hearing from God because God will tell you things about a person that they may not have revealed mm. or know about mm-hmm. and I think it's us to be those gap fillers for those people's lives and to sow and we know that the Bible says iron sharpens iron mm-hmm. um, we need to sharpen each other mm-hmm. and grow in discernment and grow in the gifts and encourage and equip you know mm-hmm. um, people around you you know there's something is that, that they like have the same as is that do you think this is that's very similar to how you lead in your home like yeah you i think it's a i think ministry? it's a mirror i think it's a mm-hmm. mirror um i think it's a direct mirror i want to treat them just as i treat my child because mm-hmm. that's how god sees sees us you know mm-hmm. he's he's not going to treat anyone with special privileges i never thought about that we always say we treat one one another with like as brothers and sisters in christ yeah but to like take this on this person as like a son like paul said like i never thought about that like i'm seeing this person as a son and i wouldn't talk to my son or a certain way or Mm -hmm. so that's really good i'm like appreciate that you shared that because i that's something that's very i think interesting to think about and important to take in yeah but yeah, all in all, I think as long as we stick to that order and see people as daughters and sons and you know family members, that's really because there there are people with family members who don't know the Lord, mm. and it's up to them and their free will to choose God. And if they are hardening their hearts, you're, that means your true family is the people of God, mm. because those are the people that's going to be in heaven, you know. And we still when pray for our family and done. that God yeah. softens their heart. But ultimately, I think, like what you were saying, people don't understand that softening your heart is just one part of it. Like, God yeah. can soften a person's heart. But like Pharaoh, he still didn't want God. Like, yeah. God softened his heart, but he still didn't want God. Mm-hmm. So God is not forcing. I think we have this idea, ideology within, like, the church that mm-hmm. just because God softens a person's heart, that means they're going to come to God and they're going to come to know God. It's like, no, God's softening their heart. All that is really doing is just making them receptive to hear. Yeah. First, so a seed can be planted. But that doesn't mean that the seed is going to produce something. And so. Softening the heart is almost like unwaxing your ears. Yeah. Because what's in your mind goes to your heart and out of the heart, abundance of the heart, Mm -hmm. the mouth speaks. Mm -hmm. And so we're just trying to unplug so they can be receptive to the truth. Mm -hmm. But they're going to have to still they still have free will and free choice. And so our prayer is that people, everything that could be really when we pray for people, when we are understanding, when we pray, we're really praying for the person to have um, some the most encounter that they can have in terms of God and have Mm -hmm. the most ability to receive for the the plant the seed to be planted in the ground and it to, for it to have the best environment to grow yeah. to be planted in good soil all yeah. that but ultimately it's up to the seed it's up to the person the person where the seed's being planted to choose yeah. if they're going you know to. it's so funny guys <laughs> so funny because just you know I've been doing a lot of lawn care lately mm-hmm. with the lawn and when I'm out there cutting the grass, fertilizing it, trying to attend to the grass, grass's health. Mm-hmm. It's funny because I'm in this situation right now where I've tried all these different products and things 
I even did went as far as to take a soil test to see. I was like, okay, why is there yeah. brownie? Why is stuff? You know, I kind of want that nice clean. You've been going in yeah. on the yard. I'm I want like, okay, I want that right. nice like, clean grass cut. And so uh -huh. I took a soil test. The health of the grass was off the charts. You know, there mm -hmm. was some areas where micronutrients needed to go up. But out of all of that, I'm like, okay, so it's not the soil that's the issue. What's the issue? And so I realized just doing more research it was the insects, it was the critters, it was the creeping things, it was um, the grubs on, that's underneath the soil that was eating away at the roots of the grass. And so the soil and the health was great, but Everything it was, was just, good. it was those little things. It was the wow. little foxes that killed the roots, that spoiled the vines. And, that, and so I pick up the grass, it's brittle, it just breaks away. But the soil health Every, is actually everything good. Everything about the grass, it was in great environment. Catch this. It was in great environment, yeah. great condition. Nothing was wrong with the soil. You did the test. Everything was good. Everything you needed to give the nutrients that it needed to grow was yeah. there. Yeah. But the you like you said, the critters came. That is so powerful. Yeah. We got to end off on that. Yeah. I can't say anything else. <laughs>